Welcome back to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 79, Empowering Women Leadership with Ashley Summer. I am Tammy West, and you are not hearing Michelle right now because um, I am recording this post-interview, and the reason is I'm messed up, so I want you to know that before you hear the actual interview. A couple of things, uh, well, let me tell you my mess up first. My mess up was I was clipping part of the intro to send to Michelle so she could listen to the sound quality, and somehow I deleted it. And I'm telling you, I Googled and Googled and Googled to try to find how to recover it, and I, it, it was just gone. And so we put her, her intro in the show notes and actually on the description of the session. Um, but I will tell you so that you will know who she is. Ashley is VP of Operations at Fleet Core Technologies, a Fortune 1000 company. She's a level one trainer at CrossFit Free Flow and CrossFit Kids Certified. She was a very successful college athlete, excelling at soccer. She is married. She has a wonderful stepdaughter, and she is going to talk about all of this during our time today. The sound is a little bit echoey, and the reason is we decided to record in the gym because that is just her place of, you know, just love and happiness, among other places. So please don't discount. Um, We thought the sound quality would be better. I tried to do a little bit of editing, but stay with it, please, because she is so inspirational. So without further ado, it's going to jump right in as she starts to talk about CrossFit. Please let her know you heard and that you loved it so much. Here we go. I saw it when I moved the microphone over. She was like, okay, so she's... (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying. So that that was Fleetwood and then... What else? You asked her to tell us about a little bit about the CrossFit certifications, okay. and we'll talk. You know, there's a section yeah. for that, so you don't have to. You can cite. You know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah. What that is. Um, so I've been CrossFitting, doing CrossFit as a kind of fitness thing in my life. You know, working out method um, for about ten years, and then a couple years into it, I decided I wanted to get certified to coach and be able to lead the classes, and so that's the level one um, training certification that I have um, and then recently I just got certified for CrossFit Kids which is where I could actually coach kids as young as you know four or five up to teenagers if I wanted to we haven't implemented that here because I'm trying to figure out how to do that with you know my day job with uh, all the other things yeah. that you have going yeah. on and you, you have a, a family too yes yes I have a husband and a stepdaughter so yeah we, we are very busy with all of that on top of the gym and day life so and we should probably say too how how she came to be our guest. Oh, oh yes, yes. We know each other. <laughs> yes, I met Ashley because this is also the gym that I go to. Yes, and so She's I met her here. And just her energy, her personality, and how um, motivating she is. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of one of the. I knew you would be the perfect person to talk on this topic. Sorry if I just uh, walked away to grab my phone and take a picture of where we are. <laughs> and we're going to be talking a little bit more about CrossFit Kids and some of the skills that that can um, cultivate in just a few minutes. The first thing we're going to talk about are um, barriers to leadership for women. And we um, will post in the show notes an article by Dr. Sean Andrews. And she 
through her research, came up with four different things she felt like were barriers to women when it came to leadership. And so we're going to have Ashley talk a little bit about that today, her view on those barriers, overcoming those barriers, and so forth. So the first one that she mentioned were structural barriers. And one of the key things she said was that networking looks different for women than it does for men. And like how to problem solve getting around that for women. Like, what are your views? Do you feel like that is a barrier? So I, I think it can be because I've seen a lot recently, or at least I don't know if it's because I've been paying attention more to it, um, but a lot of you know networking, professional networking organizations um, or companies coming together and providing networking opportunities. Um, mostly for women and when you go to those events a lot of times it's only women there so it's women networking with women and there's not there, there sometimes is a male presence but it's definitely heavily outweighed with the number of women that participate mm -hmm. um, and you know I don't see the same type of events you know being communicated or promoted for men all the time it, they may be but I you know I don't necessarily you know see it and or women being included in those and they, and again they may look different for men men may network kind of more smaller population uh, of guys getting together going going out and having happy hour after work or golf right. or something right. she like mentioned that. golf in yeah. The article. yeah yeah, yeah. I and you golf. don't you <laughs> tend to see men even outside of the workplace um, organizing events anyway right. so it's more True. like an informal True. hey let's meet up for drinks yeah, let's or go, hey let's right. rather than Do nine rounds of let's golf. organize an event yes yeah you know? yeah and I mean like even if someone asked me to go golfing I'd be like no <laughs> I'm not just not interested in golf and even if it was a networking opportunity I probably wouldn't do it because I, I you know not necessarily interested in golf but I'm like oh if you guys are going somewhere to eat afterwards or whatever uh, yes I'll meet up but I just think it looks different I think it tends to be more you know less to your point event oriented and I think it's it's very I think those differences in how it's maybe organized maybe a little more impromptu and less planned big event kind of a thing um, could be a challenge. I wonder if that goes back to, as well, um, women feel the need when they network to organize an event because they have to plan for it. You know, mm -hmm. they have like responsibilities they have to work out yeah. Yeah. more so sometimes than men who could just more easily pop sure. in somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's fair. I think, you know, You'll see too sometimes when they promote things like, oh, we're going to add it this time because we know people have family responsibilities. That's another thing. And it's like, well, you know, let have someone else take care of the kids, like the, you know, the guys or whatever, and or try to get a babysitter or something like that. But I, I think that um, obviously that's hard, right? That's hard to have available. And so there, it tends to be very defined for these networking events that can plan for here's the event yeah it's like here's you have to time. operate within these yeah. confines of the actual event and um and yeah you know, and i think they're great it's not by any means to say anything negative about those yeah. events you know it's a great opportunity to meet other women hear challenges that they face and and things like that but you know you definitely see it very geared it's very female um oriented and that's awesome but you don't see the male presence yeah. and i think that you can lose a little bit of that allyship from not having it's self-limiting yeah, without them yeah. realizing that yeah. it is yeah i wonder too if because you're talking about like there's there tends to be uh networking that's just men and just women and i just i don't know this is not in anything that we wrote but i wonder if it's that those after work things there's always the weirdness about 
am I going to be a woman going out after work with a bunch of men? Oh, sure. Or am I going to be men sure. going out after work with a bunch of women? Sure. How will that set with my significant sure. other? I don't know. Yeah, it looks different. Yeah, yeah, like how it can be perceived by others, you know. Well, and even after work, too, you're talking about responsibilities outside right, right. of work, and not everybody can participate in those depending on, yeah. you know, school activities, you know, activities with spouses or family or other things going on. It's not easy to, you know, get those things. Going. Any thoughts on, like, how to work around that barrier? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a good right answer. I think, in, in speaking of big events, like that typically have female population, you know, have really female uh, participants in it. One of the things that I always wonder is like, I feel like if, if there's going to be company representation, that there should be encouragement for male Both. or male leaders to attend as well. And I have been to some where some companies do have a presence from their male leaders. And I think that that is awesome because it shows that they support it. Uh, but you don't necessarily see that all the time. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's the woman thing. And it's like, no, it's an all of us thing, you know. It just We're not going to talk about our lady issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not some weird thing. Like, you know, we're just getting together. And, and I, I have been to a few um, events or around leadership, or, um, especially with Women's History Month going on or watching some virtual, uh, virtual <clears throat> sessions. And the sessions that I've enjoyed the most are honestly the ones where the men are involved and then we've had a panel of men and it's like very informative and to hear, you know, their perspective and talking about, and, you know, the barriers with women and how men can be allies and it's, it's very empowering to hear that stuff. And so I think finding ways that, you know, whether that's companies or, or whatever, and I'm obviously speaking about it from a company perspective, mm -hmm. but you know, that, that can be cultivated in the culture of the organization to say like, yeah, I'm, we, we may be having this women event or a women employee resource group, but let's get male sponsors. And if there's a one, you know, for the women listening, if, if, if they're listening because they want to move up in leadership, then step out and set up an event mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's male right, and female. Include both. Yeah. 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 So What's the, another one, Michelle? So the second thing that she mentioned was institutional mindset, and that kind of goes along with gender bias that um, we've heard about kind of throughout history. Ashley, do you still feel like that is as much of an issue today? I think it. I think it can be for like. I think it still exists. Yes. Um, I think, and again, what I'm about to say is from my own personal experience. I I don't feel I've gotten where I have in my career you know, based on my gender or had anything, you know, be, be limited in any way because of my gender. Um, and it could just be purely the circumstances and where I was and who my leaders were. You know, I do think it exists. I, I do, um, I have known people that have gone through it and, you know, I don't have that necessarily relatable experience. So I think maybe I've been very fortunate in my own personal experiences to not be hindered because of my gender. Um, so, but I do think it still, it still exists because, you know, we wouldn't be talking about these things if it didn't exist, you know? Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be active dialogue if it didn't exist. And I think people being aware that it's, it exists, even though they might not be experiencing it, it's great that they, they haven't experienced it, but other people have. Um, and so I think that, I think that that's an opportunity just because like someone hasn't walked 
down that path, somebody else might have gone through it and mm-hmm. had um, bias. And I wonder, just from, from knowing you, if any of that has to do like with your mindset, because I know you don't have the mindset that you would be limited because of your gender. That's true. <laughs> that, that is true. You know, and, I, and to kind of tie it into the athletic conversation we were having before is that, you know, I remember growing up and playing soccer for forever um, that I always wanted to also play with the guys, not just the girls, but I wanted to play with the guys. I had an older brother. And so I always wanted to play against or with him. And I even remember being like, I want to be on your team you know, yeah. and, and even in high school, there was one year in high school where he was a senior and I was a freshman and I was like, you know, the girls varsity team's going to play against the guys varsity team and I'm going to score on you. You know, my brother was a goalkeeper. <laughs> so like, it was just one of those things I always wanted to play with the guys, you know, and the girls too. It wasn't like, you know, one or the other, it was like I wanted to, to play, play with both. And I think that, um, probably that mentality of, I can hang, you know, I'm right. totally capable. Um, and so are other people, not just me, but I think other people are capable to do it. And that awareness probably was fostered in athletics and probably helped now, you know, <laughs> where I am now. And this is where, if you don't mind, that where we're jumping. Is yeah. that all right with you? Because it just made cool. me think when you said I, and Michelle, you brought up, like, you were of the mindset of, I want to play on your team. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so um, we had mentioned Cheryl Sandberg, who was I maybe still is my son used to work for Facebook and now that he doesn't I don't keep up with it as much but Cheryl Sandberg was or is COO of Facebook and she wrote a book which people have probably heard lean in and she got some flack about it for many reasons but some women and we'll put a link to an article um that I just found on a blog why women should have the choice to lean in or not one of the things she was saying was well it's great like if you want to she didn't say this, but based on if you want to play in the guy's team, if you want yeah, to play with sports, if you want to climb the ladder, but should everybody be, should every woman expected to be expected to have that same mindset? Right. Like I'm going to fight for women and I'm going to get on the guy's team and I'm going to climb the ladder and then women feel guilty yeah. if they don't do it. So I, how did you feel if you look at other women who are not of that mindset? Do you think that you judge or do you think that you're no? Not? I'm I'm very much a big big advocate of do what you want do what makes you happy like life is too short to not do what makes you happy and being miserable so you know for me I like I was very much a competitive athlete you know and so I wanted to be as good or better than the guys if I could you know or be able to hang with them that was my competitiveness coming out you know if someone else didn't want to do it I'm like hey that's them to each of their own you know and that's their choice. Like, I don't judge that person. Like, it's just, I'm having, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm happy, you know? And so, and I think that that, I think sometimes there's a comparison culture that goes yes. on. And then people feel guilty because I can't do what that person's doing. And I've said this, even here, you know, at the gym, I'm like, but do you want to do what that person is doing? Like, do you really yeah. want to, <laughs> you know? Because, you know, if you have, and even, even professionally, yeah, I had this conversation with a, a, a someone um, that's newer in their career, and you know they were talking about trying to decide what they want to do, and they wanted to talk to me about it, and I'm like, you don't have to do the path that I chose. Like, I am where I am because I chose to go down this path. This is what I want to do. You know, you don't have to do what makes you happy, and success is going to look totally different. It's not tied with a title. 
it's not tied with pay. Yeah. It's not tied how high you get on the ladder. To me, it's how satisfied and happy you are, you know, and how, like just that, that, that mentality of like, I am completely content and happy with where I'm at. And you know, that this is where I want to be and where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, this woman who wrote this article, I noticed on the one that you sent, so there were these statistics about um, even though women are 57% of the job market, 52% of all management roles, 60% of bachelor degrees, actually we have more master's and doctorate degrees, but at Fortune 500 companies, only 19% um, hold board seats and 15% executive officers, and there's only 20 female CEOs. So this woman was saying, I don't, she was saying, I don't want to be pulled into some statistic that doesn't reflect what it is that I want. She's right. like, where are the, and they may be, maybe we should look for that. Where's the study that asks, well, do you want that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, cause I don't, and I, I mean, it, it takes a whole, I mean, I'm thinking of women leaders that I've known at, at higher levels, you know, it, like the, the not only the drive that they have, but the commitment they have to do that and what it takes. And I mean, I totally respect it, but down the line, that might not be me. I don't know if I want C-suite, you know, I mean, right. that might not be me. Like I, I have a great balance in my life right now. Who knows if I'll go higher than where I am as a vice, you know, I'm a vice president. Who knows if I'll go senior or beyond that. If, if I don't want to, I'm not going to. <laughs> I feel like that like is an incredible leadership skill that people respond to. The fact that you care, like where they want to get to, yeah. that it's not about like pushing them yeah. as, you know, further than where they really would like to be. Right. And I do think like with those statistics, I think that there probably are more women that want those things than the numbers represent. I mean, I mean it's oh, not sure everybody. Right. I'm sure yeah. you're right that there are people that are like, that's where I want to be. I want to yeah. be that person. Yeah. And if that's what they want, then, you know, I hope that they are around people that support them in that endeavor and guide them and give them, you know, feedback and advice on how to get there and that they achieve it. And they're working toward the barriers that we just got right, of, right? Yeah, yeah. like that you did structural we talked about mindset where, where were the, the last one was lifestyle choices and you kind of already hit on that because some of it really is like what people are choosing mm -hmm. but i mean from the article she was talking about how sometimes um like leadership potential isn't as great for women because of other responsibilities because like even if there are, are um, two if both spouses are working a lot of times women still carry the greater role when it comes to you know caretaking for the family yep. responsibilities in the home and so forth so yeah. yeah no and i think i think that point i think sometimes there can be some made some assumptions made about you know that well that 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 woman is a mom and she's not going to want to take on more responsibility i think that that can happen mm -hmm. easily you, you mean know. the assumption, like the board conversations or yeah. the, the back office where it's like, well, Cynthia, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think that that can happen. I think that they can look at that and say, oh, this will be more travel or more responsibility or more people to manage and would they really want it? But um, I do think that there has been a, a lot that organizations have invested in to change that, you know, yeah. and yeah, cultivate so more open dialogue around you know, let's look at, you know, kind of the skill, the experience, the results and have a conversation, you know, like, is this what you want? You know, do you want it? Um, and I, I think that that, that can be help, 
helpful, but I still think there is a little bit of that, you know, kind of that precedence that exists that sometimes some, some assumptions can be made. And, and it is changing, like with millennial young men express they want work-life balance too. They oh, want yeah. My son, who's 32, and he's not married yet, but I mean, he, he wants to eventually, he wants to get married, he wants to have a family, and he's like, and I want to be a dad. Like, I want to raise my kid. I don't want just to go off and be at work all the time. Yeah. So it's, that's like that changing. stigma is changing yeah. about what. It's not changed completely, but right. it's changing. Yeah. And there, there's so many more conversations within families about, okay, what's our family goal? What are we gonna do to meet those goals mm -hmm. versus kind of just traditional roles? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So some barriers and you talked about them all, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. You fixed the world. <laughs> That's what we try to do on this Nailed podcast. It. We try, we try real hard to fix the world. Um, we try to serve, solve world issues. Yes, yes. One week at a time. So the next thing we're going to talk about is the role of athletics in building leadership skills and kind of um, changing mentality. And we're going to talk about it kind of as um, like with youth athletics, but also with adults. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I think I said this earlier that I don't think I would be where I am had I not had the athletic experience that I had. Um, so I was very fortunate in that. But I also don't think that that equates to every person needs to be, you know, a youth or college athlete to be a leader. You know, it's just I think that. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was just you know I I remember as. as you know, being in youth soccer and my mom was going through a bunch of pictures. She found this one where I had to have been in fourth or fifth grade on my first travel team, you know, that I was on and I had my little captain band on. I was like, oh, I was a little captain back then. Look at me, a little nugget on the field, you know? <laughs> but but it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I think through my whole athletic career as a youth and then through college, you know, I was always a, a, the captain. I was always a captain on the team. Um, and I think that that, that, you know, when I fast forward to where I'm in my career, like what I really love is I love leading teams and people and being kind of that kind of central, mm -hmm. you know, leader of a group to achieve a common goal. Like, I love that. That's like what, what, you know, inspires me. I don't care if it's making socks or doing what I'm doing now in my career. Like, as long as I'm leading people, like, I love it. Um, but, you know, for me, like youth athletics and was just critical, I think, in developing a lot of a lot of skills and foundational things that are just important as humans, right? You learn how to fail, you know, you learn how to recover. That's you learn how to win. How yeah. to fail. So you learn how to work together, you know, with people. You learn how to um, when things don't go your way, what to do. I mean, you know, nobody has this perfect athletic track record in their life and, you know, like being able to lose dust yourself off and then show up the next day for a practice or a game or a match you know is just powerful um and not let you know the prior day weigh you down um so i am a huge huge proponent of have kids involved in something where they experience that whether that's individual or team sports mm -hmm. because they experience that ability of what happens when you fall down you got to get back up you can't just wallow on the ground you know you got to dust yourself off and you got to keep trying, keep persevering, so. So you're encouraging for our listeners who may have children or are gonna have children or have young, get those girls 
I mean, guys too. We're just sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah. them involved in that. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be something that they go to college for. I mean, you know, like I that was it. It just have them learn that at an early age because they're moldable. They're they're so moldable. I mean, and that it, it can be track, cross country, tennis, soccer, what swimming. You know, I, I think being around other people and trying to achieve a common goal is just such a huge thing to learn for kids and that seeing what it's like to work as a unit mm-hmm. is important because when they become adults, they're going to at some point in time be working with other people, whether they're leading people or managing people or even an individual contributor to you know their job. Like They're going to be working with other people. <laughs> do you, what do you think about, of course for me it's, you know, it's too late, but I mean I never did never did sports or anything Mm -hmm. but for do you think that for women who never did that that there are things they can do now even just joining a local yes never too late yes absolutely i mean michelle yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't think it's ever like too late if it it wasn't too late for me then there's absolutely (laughs) never a time when it is um, too late because i think that just like as Ashley was saying, like the whole concept that discomfort for a short amount of time is okay when you're working towards a goal. Yeah. And I heard a podcast not long ago, the person was talking about how like Western culture, we kind of think we should be comfortable all the time. Yeah. And that just doesn't really produce the type of goals right. that we then try to accomplish. But yeah, like absolutely. I think even coming in, I was, I've been here Three years, years, yeah, and so like you know, I was forty-two when I started, and not athletic experience. Never, no athletic experience. Had never even belonged to a gym. Didn't really know what CrossFit was. Probably a good thing, right? Probably wouldn't (laughs) have walked through the door. But the difference that it has made for me, Mm -hmm. like being completely non-athletic in terms of just mindset shifts and. Kind of being confident to do things that I'm, you know, not gonna be, or that you thought you could do. That I could, that I didn't think I could do, yeah. and to understand that, like, not being perfect at it, you know, is that that's okay. That I'm still getting huge benefits from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask it for you. Oh, I don't know what it was. I so remember I when she joined that, and I don't know about you. You're okay with me telling? This. I remember when she joined. You were doing this warm up. <laughs> And I paired up with her, and it was taking one of our weighted um, medicine balls over here, and you stand on a leg, and you just toss it between you and another person. And I remember Michelle, you your balance. That was one thing oh, you're terrible. like, I'm not good so at terrible. balance. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like a couple of weeks ago, we had a workout where we were jumping on these boxes that we're sitting on. And... It, see her just jump up there and I'm like look at you go Michelle (laughs) you know and three years ago you know standing on one leg was you know a little weeble wobbly and then you did step ups for a while on the boxes and then she does a whole workout doing box jump I I mean like and that's in two two years three years you said it I think that's incredible but to your point I think that even adult women who don't have an athletic background which is totally fine you know Coming into a gym, I, I, I will say I, I, I think group fitness is fantastic because you are going through the grind with people next to you going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And watching them, you know, push through um, can light a little bit of a fire. Um, and oftentimes you'll hear them cheering you on. You know, you'll pass them. Like if there's a run, you'll pass them and be like, keep going, Michelle. You're doing awesome. You're almost done. And 
hearing that encouragement and that support and that positivity is great because you heard it for yourself. There's a good chance that you're filing that away subconsciously and you're going to go out the door to your day-to-day life and then yeah. someone's going to be doing something non-athletically related. You're going to be like, hey, awesome job. You're going to cheer them on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think even as adults, you can learn, you know, or, you know, pick up some of these things, you know, support going through something difficult, which could be a hard workout and pushing through it for a brief amount of time, that little bit of discomfort and getting through that discomfort. And even if you get like a mild injury or something like that little setback and then being like, okay, I'm healed. I've got to cut, I've got to come back to the gym. I'm going to be a little rusty, you know? So I definitely am a huge proponent of that. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Cause I think the other thing too with women, like I think also women don't realize how strong they really are. Whether they have athletic background or not, I really do think that women will like don't have that concept of I don't think I can do that with a dumbbell or a kettlebell or a barbell. Like and I'm like, you'd be surprised what you can do. You'd be very surprised. Yes, yeah, so I had never like I would have said before I came here that um, weightlifting was one of the top five things that I would never do in my life. Like I would have thought, I, I never it was never something I aspired to. But the benefits for women over forty to doing weightlifting, oh, like the physical yeah. benefits, mm-hmm. all of the things. Yeah. There are so many, like yeah. in terms of stress and improved sleep. Um, you naturally lose like bone density yeah. that weightlifting that puts back. Yep. There are so many benefits. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll sign you up right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I whine about driving 10 minutes from yeah. this. But I, I do remember I was going to say earlier, and it's a whole probably another podcast issue, and I know we probably need to move on to our, like our last little section, but I think, I don't know if it's changed now, but when I was in school and when my kids were in school, and they're all basically in their like 30, my biologicals, is that I think if schools and places and, and even parents would focus more on on what you said, the benefits and the working together, rather than sometimes it seems to be reserved for the ones who truly have this athletic yeah. talent. Oh and my then, gosh, yeah. Because, I mean, I was bullied and made fun of, last one picked, never. Yeah. I mean, I just never, because I never had the experience because no yeah. one. Yeah. So I think if, if there's yeah. a shift, maybe it's better in schools now, I don't know. But rather it being like extracurricular or just yeah. something that the kids do to have the money or the time, just make this part of our Sure. Yeah, and absolutely. Girls and boys. So. Yeah. When I think even too, like, you know, with, with adult women finding something like this, like Michelle, you know, and, and you know, or even myself, you know, I have a, I have a stepdaughter, like, uh, I hope that she sees, you know, what I'm doing now as an adult, you know, and that maybe down the road that, like, she'll continue to stick with something. You know, she plays soccer now, but, you know, hopefully, like, she continues to see like the fun that she's had with soccer and if she sticks with it awesome you know but if she's like oh you know decide she doesn't want to do it I hope she still finds something activity athletic that can keep her going because you know sometimes this definition of an athlete is like you have to be talented at a sport and I'm like well Michelle's an athlete she said she had no sport background before you know she's an athlete she got it she tackled the goal she came into the gym she showed up she gets results you know and it changed her mindset yeah she's an athlete but I would say like that like I got really lucky that this was my first experience and the 
everyone here at the gym mm -hmm. is so accepting mm -hmm. and supportive. And I would say, like for women, like if you go into a gym and you have a bad experience, go somewhere else. If that Just makes find sense, a place yeah. Because that's, that's not every place, yeah. right? I, I feel like there probably are gyms who do like expect certain things, sure. and and so like finding a place, kind of like free flow that is very open to somebody mm -hmm. just walking in that yeah. has no um, background in athletics and no really athletic talent that they're still willing to be super supportive to yeah help you. yeah and you, you, yeah I would definitely say like shop around you know and and ask like the questions and see about trying it out mm -hmm. and getting a feel for the community and the culture if yeah. you choose to go mm -hmm. down through Fitness is it back. a good fit for you right yeah, yeah because you could to your point walk into a place and that not be the culture that you want and that's okay that doesn't mean that's the culture at every other location mm -hmm. right you know I, I've, I've been to a couple of gyms around this area and I will say our culture I think is a little little um, different than other gyms that I've been to not that the other ones are bad but it's just that, that yeah. that's our culture that's our community that's our members our clients and so um, and it works for us yeah, if you're starting at ground zero, you got to find a place that's willing to work with you at yeah. ground zero. Exactly. That's not going to be everywhere. Yes. Right, yeah. Or tries to put you, you know, around peg square hole kind of a thing. And, you know, because at the end of the day, like, especially here, you know, we're, we're like, we want you to come back, you know, tomorrow or, yeah. you know, two days from now and still continue to be a part of this and get the benefit of it that you can take home with you, you know. Right. Yes. So the last thing we're going to talk about today is goal setting, kind of how goal setting can play a part in developing leadership and kind of changing goal set as you go along. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of funny, we're going to segue from the athletic component, you know, setting goals. You can obviously do that um, in the athletic, whether that's working out, running your first 5K or whatever that might be, you know, the translating that to setting goals professionally i think is you know one of those traits learning it achieving a goal or even if you fall short of your goal trying it again you mm -hmm. know um and so i i you know I'm, I'm one of those people that is really like in the goals that i set especially professionally and even i would say here at the gym like being intentional about it and what they are and realistic um I'm not, it's funny, I, I, I think how I've set my goals over, you know, especially the last 10 years, has probably been very different. If you would have asked me 10, 10 years ago, it might have been different. Yeah. Like, with, <laughs> you change. Yeah, but, but where I am now, especially, you know, uh, professionally, is I, I want to be satisfied with what I'm doing. That's like my top goal. I think you and I talked about that a little earlier, is that, you know, I, I mentioned like I want to lead people that is like that's one of my professional goals so it's not a title it's or a pay grade or a level up the rung it's that's my goal that's what I wanted that's what I want to do um, and that's going to look different um, depending on where I'm at professionally but um, you know and the other piece of it is that um, I want to have balance in my life like that's a goal like I, I don't want ever my work to take away from my outside of work, you know, like, yeah. and not being able to come to the gym or not being able to spend time with my family. Um, you know, like that there's that, that is a, you know, and, and oftentimes that's a, what people say is like a requirement of going into a job. But to me, that's my goal is that's what I want to be doing. And if I'm not getting that perfect, like where I'm at professionally and the job that I hold, then, you know, it's okay to find something else <laughs> and move on, you know, to where it meets that goal. Um, and so, 
I would say where I'm at, especially right now, uh, like as of, what is this, April? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. <laughs> the third. Third. April yeah, 3rd. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what my goal is right now. You know, maybe a year ago it was a little bit different and I had some, a, a carrot I was chasing. Um, I, I do remember that um, being, a, moving into the vice president role, like it, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I was like, I can do this. I can chase that down. I was like, I'm, I'm there, I'm there, I'm gonna go after it. Um, and but it wasn't like something that I was chasing for ten years. Like it wasn't like a, I'm gonna be a vice president in ten years. You know, I it just it was I was doing my job. I was doing my job really well. I was seeing incredible results. I found my stride, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think like by the time I'm you know 35, I can be a vice president. You know, and I was like, I'm gonna see if I can do that. <laughs> and you were passionate. You're passionate about what you do. You yeah. can hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I lo- I, like I said, I love my my a lovely team. That my teams are what wake me up every single day for work. Um, so that's I have, a, I have great. Be. Yeah, I have great people. Um, they're they're awesome. It's great to be part of their you know their team, and I'm so glad that they stay with me. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it, but I got to this point where I was like, probably a year before I got promoted, where I was like, I might be able to do that. I was like, let me put that carrot in and see if I can chase that down. And because I was like, how cool would it be to be, say, I'm, you know, I'm a 35 year old vice president. I'm young, you know, because people say, I'll tell you, you're too young to be a director. I've heard that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I get results. Like, what are you talking about? I'm too young. Like, <laughs> make stuff happen. I think it's like, that's an important thing we had talked about, like that you reevaluate your goals and change them accordingly. It's not like you have a five year plan, a 10 year plan, and you don't reevaluate yeah. and adjust so like looking at those and adjusting yeah frequently yeah and, and I, I will say it became hard I, I would say as an adult kind of moving out of athletics and into professional mm-hmm. because in athletics I was chasing you know I'm gonna play in college I'm gonna do well in college you know yeah. like like I was chasing that and then even when I left college I was like what do I do you know like I put that energy into working which is great I can it translates but what about my cleats and my shin guards you know what do I do with all this stuff Um, so you know it's it's funny because like with athletics I was very like it was very structured goal chase that down you know I was my my goal was always in college I'm going to be that person that's going to have the most endurance I'm going to be able to play the full 90 minutes or overtime if we get there you know that was my that was my goal. I was I, I'm gonna run to practice and then do practice. You know? I, I completely <laughs> believe you did that. <laughs> I would give my soccer bag to my teammates, my roommates. I'd be like, I'll meet you there, and I would run to practice. I'd run a couple miles to practice. Um, you know, put me in a weight room. I hated lifting in college. I don't know if you know that. I mm-hmm. hated lifting. I, I, think did I did not touch that. a barbell. I did not touch a barbell in college at all. I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I want to do that. Uh, that has since changed, but yes, I was gonna say yeah, that. that has very much changed since, but, uh, you know, taking that, um, when I started working and being like, what do I chase now? Like I couldn't figure out how to change. You talked about mindset, changing my mindset of like, you know, I had a very clear result and outcome as an athlete and I didn't know how to put that into like professional, like, you know. A professional mm-hmm. goal like mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like I want to be a CEO you know like mm-hmm. a, as a 20 something year old right. yeah it's like that doesn't make any sense because I have no idea what I want to do or where I'm gonna live you know right. <laughs> where I'm gonna be um, 
And so it became this evaluation of where am I at? And then, you know, what seems to be on the horizon, anything? And if nothing's on the horizon, then maybe where I'm at is my goal, you know, keeping kind of this level of satisfaction or enjoyment or passion, you know, is where I'm supposed to be. And we'll look back in six months and see how it's going. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, um, I mean, I know there was the, the downside, at least the research I've read of COVID is that a lot of women are out of the workforce because mm -hmm. of COVID, mm -hmm. you know, they, they left because they had to take care of yeah. things and, and different things. Oh, However, and teach. Yeah. Yes. In school, yeah. I but can't even imagine. Do you think a, an upside of COVID is that people do realize, like, having spent more time, like, outside of work, that they do they do want to pursue their goals or there is this possible work-life balance? I, know, I mean, I know Twitter said from now in on out you can work in the office you can work at home you can yeah. you know it, it, I, to I redefine so. work a little bit I think maybe so. goal setting yeah I know I've talked to a couple of people at work about um, in other parts of the organization and they'll be like just the ability at 10 30 in the morning to go take a walk with a neighbor mm -hmm. yeah like, and you're every bit or more yeah. productive because yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean me I'm the type that I, I'm, I'm usually up pretty early and I, I will say that I am very like alert usually in the morning and I will, in my jammies with my coffee, start working right away because one, it's quiet, nobody else is working then. Uh, you know, nobody else is online and I don't have emails, I can get a lot done, but like the ability to get up early, crank out a couple of hours, super productive hours, and then being like, you know what, I'm gonna go walk the dog. Or if I don't have any meetings, I'll be like, I'll hop in the gym real quick. Yeah. You know, and yeah. to be able to have that flexibility, I think has changed some things, you know, um, with kind of how work will be. And I, I, I hope for the better, you know, what, what I, I have a lot of people being like, are we all going to have to go back to the office? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't make those decisions. <laughs> you know? We'll see once they make that decision. But I think, I think COVID has definitely changed that mindset because I think it, one, I do believe it slowed people down. Um, which probably was needed for a lot of people. And then two, I gave this like a uh, kind of this, oh, well, here's what's in my sphere. There was a point where we were, all, we were in lockdown and what's important being in our homes and the people we were around, you know, and sort of that time to maybe reflect a little bit. And then once things started opening up, I, you still see people not going out as much, you know, yeah. and still spending time at home with their families. And I don't right. know if, if you know COVID kind of as terrible as it's been kind of had a little bit of that um, impact on looking at around like your immediate sphere and saying well, what's important yeah I believe when we talk about education down the road and the workplace there's going to be well in 2020 I mean I believe COVID and the pandemic is the year that work and education changes and it's for women too it's like work-life balance and the ability to have flexibility and work at home was just looked at something for a lot of, of, of organizations is a, a woman thing, you know, oh, oh they're gonna need yeah. flexibility now, or they're gonna, but now it's like, huh. Yeah, you know, we can do it, yeah, it can be done. done. It's yeah. not just for women. Yeah, and I think, I think too that, you know, as women either continue to be working or go back to working if they were one of the ones that had to stop working, you know, ask that question. I mean, I think I like ask that question of the hiring manager or wherever, you know, to say, 
what is the culture like or culture like around work-life balance you know and I know that when I've interviewed people um, and they've asked me that I, I'm, I'm a very transparent candid person I have said like I will tell you I don't police your time like you're an adult I expect the job to get done if for you you're like me and an early riser cool I'm not going to keep track of that though and if you, you know you normally get on eye at 7 and it's going to be 725 okay don't bother me with that you know, like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad just I mean, like your stuff. you're an adult you know like or like I'm going to take a late lunch you know do whatever like I step out at like you know 10 15 to go walk my dog like I don't let anybody know well and one of the, <laughs> the last things I was going to ask you about are just some um words of wisdom or some advice for women in leadership because one of the things I know you said which kind of goes along with what you were just saying is don't sweat the small stuff oh goodness yes that's that is a good sort of ending thing yeah don't even bits of wisdom yeah I I'm a big like learn to say no kind of a person you know to what you don't want to do don't don't that's huge that is huge yes and then don't sweat the small stuff because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter you know yeah, I, I just <laughs> well, I just think hearing your whole story, just everything from the tone of your voice to the words that you said to the experience that you've had to the advice. I mean, I I think you're going to inspire a lot of women. Oh, so thank you. So, yeah, Do we have anything else or anything else you'd like to say, Ashley? No, thank you. This is fun, and I hope that I hope that it was fun for you know listeners. So this was great. Thank you for having me. Thank oh. you so much for doing it. Yeah, they're going to love it. My first time doing yeah. this. So yay. <laughs> You did great. You did great. <laughs> well, we are going to post um, Ashley's four bullet bio and show notes and anything else that Michelle wants to put. So, thank you for joining us. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for being supportive of us and of other women for growing our show. Um, always, please go to the show notes. It's still at TammyWest.com. You know, comment. Let Ashley know you heard her and that she inspired you. Comment there. Comment on Facebook, wherever you're listening. Rate, review, download, iTunes, wherever you are, please just let us know that you're there. Um, we'll have all the links that we talked about. I don't know what we talked about, but they'll we'll be have there. them. They'll, they'll be, be there. In the show yes. notes. And Ashley doesn't know, but what we say at the end is, and we always do it poorly, but that's fine, right? Uh, yes. We always don't do sweat the small stuff. That's right. Not Jeez, the small yeah. stuff. So <laughs> we always say, until next time, consider yourself hugged. So we like to do that together. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Yes, countdown because we do poorly. We, we don't count. Should we start that enough. gym clock? We, can we, start ma- we should probably try that. That may be the only way we ever get it like together. Last time we sounded like an echo. I don't remember who went first, but it sounded like yeah, it's not. Yeah, okay. Okay. So what we'll, is it again? Say it again. Until next time, consider yourself. I'll say the uh, until next time. How about okay. that? And then we'll just say because consider yourself hug. We want them to walk away yes. feeling like we just yes, got, yes, we love you. That's your virtual hug. Yes. 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 Okay. So. Until next time, consider, consider yourself, yourself hugged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>